Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the City Confessions. I'm so excited today because we actually have somebody with an Australian accent, and I have a thing for accents, so get ready for this. (laughs) Today, we are joined by Andy Stone. He is the Vice President of Marketing of Bluestone Lane, which is a Melbourne-inspired coffee place offering Australian-style espresso drinks and cafe. So welcome, Andy. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks very much for having me. This is my uh, first ever podcast, so uh, I'm 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 thrilled and pumped up to uh, to experience it. Thanks for having Amazing. me. Amazing. I'm so honored because I feel like you will never forget me now. No, it's, that's exactly <laughs> right. And then as as uh, just before um, hitting the record, we uh, we established that we're uh, a local to the same cafe. Uh, I'm yes. The only thing missing right now is if I had a oat milk latte from Bluestone, but it's okay. I'll get it. I'll get it on Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, I, and I'm highly caffeinated. So um, awesome. Yeah. So we are set to go. <laughs> okay. So I know you are the brother to the CEO of Nick Stone, um, but you run the marketing, the business marketing component of Bluestone Lane. So I'm so curious to know how did this business um, start it? How did you get involved? And of course, you know, coming from knowing your accent, you guys are from Australia, but right now, are you, how long have you been living in New York city and what is your relationship with the city? But basically just introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, so I am the younger of the boys uh, in the stone family. So my brother is older. Um, he was, originally in New York working uh, in, in the financial um, sector. Uh, so he was, a, he was a banker for an Australian um, large top four bank. Um, and he was here for, well, probably about, uh, I should know, but probably about eight years before I even um, came and, and joined with the, with the business. Um, you know, he's finance. I was uh, in advertising in Australia uh, looking after alcohol brands, but also our biggest domestic code, uh, which is called the Australian Rules Football, and then also the Australian Open. But so I'd, I'd done a, a fair bit of work with in in the in the beverage space, um, trying to create brands, and then also in this other space around um, you know kind of life uh, lifestyle uh, community based um, sports, um, because even though it was a, a top here you know Australian Open uh, you know one of the four Grand Slams in, in the world um, or AFL our largest domestic code in Australia we were also I did a lot of the strategy around the feeder um, uh, games to get you know kids involved and and people participating at all different levels um, yeah I moved over in 
2016. Uh, and that was, uh, so I've been here for going on five years. I, I've ended up meeting my wife, now wife here, um, and she's an American and I've got a kid. Oh. That is a ten-month-old. So we, we will, I've, I've kind of achieved a lot in that small period of time. Uh, it's a New York minute, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a fantastic ride. My brother, I moved over to to to, to be close to him. He's CEO, founder. I'm marketing. I do all the events as well. Um, and uh, and you know, unfortunately, he moved his family to the L, to to Los Angeles, so he he basically he's well he's based over there. Um, I've only seen oh, him wow. once in the last year, uh, or more actually. And um, and uh, you know, the head office or the the roasting facility and the ma- ma- most of the operation function and hiring function comes out of New York, so that's where our office was. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a fantastic journey so far. I love hearing that, and I'm so curious to know how do you personally differentiate New York City coffee, coffee culture, um, and Australia's. Well, you know, Australian coffee culture is is so uh, community based. Um, uh, it, it's actually it's we used to have a saying like. In Australia, you have a pub on every corner. It's very English, you know, inspired pubs and small little um, suburban areas. Now we have cafes that flank the pubs, and the pub does amazing espresso. And and um, you know, Melbourne as a like Melbourne as a as a hub for Australian. Uh, I think you know I'm, I'm from Melbourne. Uh, you know, it's it is a hub for Australian coffee culture. It's it's also you know one of the biggest uh, one of the big um, you know food uh, in uh, you know, I, I guess what's the right way of saying it? like it's a most it's one of the most inspiring places for food and restaurants and hospitality, and a lot of innovation happens in Australia. Uh, whether it is uh, you know brands that are uh, launching products in, in an Australian environment because it's a good test market, but also just we have uh, the, uh, we wear like the Asian fruit bowl. Um, so we have great produce. We produce uh, a hell of a lot of uh, good quality food. And then, and, and uh, we have, you know, a, a great hospitality um, ethos as well. So lots of tourism over there, lots of, a lot of great restaurants as part of that as, as well. So um, the Australian ca- coffee culture though is very, centered around the community aspect um having so many different coffee shops it's 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 not it was very different to what we were experiencing going to you know something like a starbucks or um one of the bigger chains in a in america i think the coffee shop turned into that well you know howard schultz explained it like that third space but that third space was being really used as uh you know as an office um where or or a study where people would put plug in their headphones and just kind of like sit in front of their laptop um and sip their cup of joe where the australian coffee culture you 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 know have that it's much more of a food-based community-based you know catching up with friends catching up with you know people um a little bit more of that european people watching element but um you know mixed with uh you know health focused um menu and uh and really kind of like trying to dial up the 
the the, the hyper local we as we call it, the hyper local community aspect where you know you might go for a run and you finish off at the at the coffee shop and you're catching up with a friend and you might do the Australians joke that you'll probably go to you know seven different cafes in a day over the weekend and uh it's 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 very much uh like that so it's like the I don't it, it, yeah no that makes that sense resonating I, yeah yes I think that's why I personally was drawn to Bluestone Lane when I first discovered it because there was this very much like of a cafe uh laid back like you come you you enjoy your time you order your coffee and food and you just you know spend the afternoon or or the morning um, at the cafe. And it's funny that you mentioned a lot about the health aspect because I do follow some Melbourne um, influencers or bloggers. And I feel like the lifestyle over there is very much related to health. Not to say that's not, you know, a priority in New York, but but maybe more so like in LA. So I was wondering, is that why it um, the menu also for me, when I look at it, it's very healthy. There's tons of great options. And I think it also introduces this new aspect to people who may, who may, you know, are, are not used to that and, and really t- tend to go for the things that are on the go. Yeah. As m- it- many, you know, New York cafes offer. So I'm curious to know about like Bluestone's like marketing tactics in, in that aspect. <laughs> market at uh, the uh, you know it's uh, i think that new york and america in general has come a long way i think the top tier cities have when when we first started out we were the we we kind of had to you know we did a couple of things to to really hi- try to highlight the connection piece as much as the healthy food i can talk about the healthy food but i think that like as a commentary across the us coffee landscape we had to we didn't allow any wi-fi in our store and we didn't mm. also have any uh, power connected under the under the seats because I think that uh, you know the the local um, locals who had been brought up with a Starbucks t- style uh, coffee shop um, were very much uh, like plug and play where we had mm-hmm. to like really try to teach our locals to say like hey use this use our space more to catch up and have a conversation conversation rather than just kind of like go inside your headphones and, and computer. Um, now we actually have like a limited um, you know, time band of Wi-Fi and we have been putting some PowerPoints in just because we are still having people coming in for meetings, but they will you know, need a device, whether it's their phone or, uh, or their computer. Um, and we, we still also don't want to, I guess, be too strict on like, you know, discriminating between people that want to actually use the cafe as as a as a little bit of a hub to get a, get out of their home, particularly at the moment where people are you know so trapped and isolated. Um, the health side of things is is also like a really big pillar for us. So, I you know the the the, the frappuccino you know sugary coffee drink with two pumps of some sort of syrup was definitely not an area that we wanted to go into, and we wanted to go into like do a really kind of like premium specialty coffee and, and specialty drinks as well um with with you know we source a lot of matchers and put as much time in those other um other drinks as as we do as sourcing our beans um and then uh also mixing it with a, a made to go made to order um you know plant-based predominantly menu and it, and and i don't know you're probably familiar 
but just in case you're not and for anyone listening we do have two diff different types of of um, stores we have a cafe which is much more built for a sit down and it's a more extent more extensive menu and it's we want people to to sit down and eat and there's more tables it's bigger footprint there's predominantly a lot of outdoor seating um, and then we have a coffee shop which is um, smaller footprint they can be in ur more urban environments where cafes probably more residential or it is residential um, um, and it serves a different maybe the same type of clientele but a different purpose so one's one's for office that have limited um, limited time um, so therefore there's not a real requirement for a lot of seating but all, both food options the drink the drink menu is very much the same at both the cafe and the coffee shop the only difference would be alcohol but then the food side is 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 different we still have our world famous avocado smash um, so that's uh, across on on both uh, the variation is minimal um, but then the other food items are completely different um, uh, but it's all fresh made to order it's not you know made in a commissary and shipped in frozen or overnight it's like a starbucks would do and some of those other chains um yeah but yeah i, def I definitely like the fact that you have both um styles of cafes like the you know the more traditional cafe style and then the more coffee shop i guess i've, I've been to both and the coffee shops work when i'm on the go and i just need a you know a pick-me-up um but i'm definitely more drawn to the cafes and speaking of the cafes and the menus, uh, I'm, what are your favorite items? Obviously, mine is definitely the avocado <laughs> smash. And it's funny because even prior to, um, you know, like working with uh, Bluestone Lane, I've always raved about the avocado smash. Like I used to tell people all the time, like it's honestly like That's great. The, I think it's the best one in New York City. Like I'm not yep. even just saying that. Well, it's a good story, but back there, so that was always like avocado toast is huge <laughs> in Australia. We, we, the Australians say that we invented it. Um, and certainly for us, like when my brother opened the first uh, coffee shop, it was uh, it was the first thing on the menu uh, besides Vegemite toast. Um, avocado toast is uh, is still by far our biggest seller. Um, mm -hmm. It is, and, and it's all made fresh. So we go through so many avocados we should be actually <laughs> avocado farmers um but uh yeah it's 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 terrific it's uh, that my go-to is actually green baked eggs if it's at the cafe so mm -hmm. it's like um it's like a spinach and jimmy chimichurri um uh base with uh with an egg on it and tomatoes mushrooms garlic mushrooms oh it is heaven um so i i have that at the moment i still have my lunch it's uh I'm a little late to eat it, but it is uh, the brekkie bowl, um, mm. which which is you know a bit of sautéed spinach, um, tomatoes. Uh, we've got uh, poached egg on it, and uh, yeah, quinoa. I think at the moment we've, we've we changed it actually to farro uh, feta. Oh, it's it's delicious with a with a vinaigrette. Um, and then we have uh, and then if I if I wasn't to eat that, I would. Typically for lunch, I typically get a, a, a one of our BL burritos, um, and that's uh, to everything go is so good there. Yeah, 
It's like、uh, I don't. Yeah, my my other favorite is the rainbow bowl, actually. Yeah, the, well, the rainbow bowl is like one of those staples that's always yeah for stay sure. On the menu. It is. It's really. It's really nice. Yeah, it's like a it's, classic. It's like a like if you don't if you don't really know what you want, just have、mm. that and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and we and、uh, we we update it every、uh, every season. So、mm-hmm. there'll be、mm-hmm. a few things that get tweaked,、um, so it's it's not exactly the same thing all through the year, which always makes it nice. Same thing with the breakfast. Most of the dishes get some little tweak.、It、might go from、uh, from a quinoa to a farro,、um, and 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 change some of the the different、uh, toppings.、Um, but yeah, at the moment with the one that we've got with the honey, with the honey roasted carrots, hellum carrots, oh,、mm-hmm. delicious, <laughs> so good,、they're, yeah, very very nice. <laughs> So if you all haven't tried Bluestone Lane, definitely go there after this podcast. Yeah.、Um, so I know we spoke a lot about the food aspect and and about your role in you know working as part of the Bluestone Lane、um, family and brand and company. But I'm curious to know from your career so far, when have you felt the most challenged? Challenged. Well, so we. I joined the business after I think it was、uh, the seventh store that we opened, and then since then we've opened a store every、um, every month,、um, and that growth、uh, really predominantly happened in two thousand and nineteen, and that finish of two thousand and eighteen into two thousand and nineteen, where we were developing the brand for scale. And still opening stores and still running brand branded marketing campaigns,、um, that has been that was the most challenging、uh, time that we've had.、Uh, actually, you know, last year twenty twenty, even though it was there was a lot of heartache and it was very scary and you know we every you know very very tough for everybody,、um, teammates, our locals, and the business in general.、Um, Uh, that was actually the most rewarding year because we ended up, you know, really coming together and and being united、um, along, you know, improving the business in so many different areas. And we kind of like look back at 2020 as a as sort of like a blessing because we've had so many different things that we've been able to work through. So,、um, you know, we're we're pretty much a, almost a hundred percent, I'd say. Uh, in digital transactions, so、um, to have that ability to ability to scale and、uh, to stay open throughout the pandemic,、um, and then have our locals embrace the the digital ordering、uh, process themselves,、um, mixing it, it it actually allows our teammates to be more hospitable、um, in guiding our locals、uh, to order and recommendations, etc. The only kind of change up is that they're process,、uh, they're they're placing the order themselves. I think that's been a, a very rewarding、uh, look of 2020 of you know what we've been able to achieve and that we've we've we kind of come out of 2020 to being、um, in a position where we can grow again.、Um, that's been great. But 2019 was such a year of growth and trying to. To trying to do a lot of things all at the one time. That's that was that was definitely like a, a the most challenging professionally that I've had,、um, and not necessarily that challenging on the best. I think that some of the I look back and some of the the elements that I wish we could have changed、um, 
at the time or in hindsight, you know, um, uh, you know, there was, there was, there's a, there's plenty of them where 2020, it's like, it was a challenging year, but it was the most, uh, rewarding, um, and, uh, and thoughtful. Yeah, no, that's good though. And I think during those times, those are when you have to, you know, really come up with strategic plans to kind of pivot and adapt to what's happening. So the digital um, orders and even the whole app, right? Like the loyalty program, I think really works uh, for the business just as a, as a fan. And as, as a local. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as a local. Um, no, so I love hearing that. And then I just want to shift gears a little and yeah. basically ask you what keeps you up at night. And I know it sounds like a basic question. I know you have... Um, you know, your first child. So maybe your child keeps you up at night. But I ask this because as, I mean, I would consider, you know, you're not a New Yorker, but you are somebody living in New York right now. Um, You know, we're always constantly or before the pandemic, you know, very much on the go um, and just always filling up our schedules. And we don't really take time to sit down, you know, with each other, whether or not we are strangers or not, and say like, how are you genuinely doing? So this is just my chance to kind of check in with you <laughs> and yeah. it can be professionally or personally, but like what is stressing you out in this current moment? Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, uh, from a personal perspective is that in, um, I'm aware that, you know, the, the of mental stress and, uh, what, how detrimental that can be. Um, you know, to the, to like 2019 was one of those years where I was mentally burnt out. You know, I got married in 2019 and I had a honeymoon. They were the best things that happened. But work was, you know, you know, being a small business scaling like that, also working with your brother um, uh, who is, you know, fastidious in everything that he does. He's like a very details number orientated person, as well as being a very capable marketer as founding this brand. Um, so uh, that, you know, that was, that was a challenging year. I think that like at the moment I'm, I've got the luxury where I'm, I'm, I, I feel like we are, uh, we're doing all right. I'm not, I'm not overly stressed. I have to say, this is like a, a really good moment of life. I'm like, I'm very enjoying uh, very much enjoying spending time with my wife and my kid. And I, I like, I'm loving the business at the moment. I really do see a very bright future and some really great opportunities around the corner. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also buying my first apartment. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, that, that would be the only thing that's keeping me up a little bit at night because <laughs> I have to put down the 20% <laughs> um, and I'm buying a co-op, which is, uh, you know, always full of its uh, stresses mm-hmm. with that. But um. <laughs> You know, I, uh, you know, I, I have to say, like, you know, unfortunately, um, I, I'm, you know, having having a stable family at home and and uh, going into like work wise, I'm feeling very accomplished and I'm feeling like uh, 2021 is is a really it's going to be a great year. So, but 2019, the stresses that I had in 2019 of trying to juggle so many things, um, where and and that's probably one of the areas that has what has changed since 2019 to 2021 is that you know we do have um we've brought in some other people so that there is a, a, 
a good um, level of focus for everyone across their own individual business units. Where in the past, what was really kind of like driving my anxiety was um, trying to do a lot of work in the stores and trying to make sure that you know culturally the business was prof- well you know trying to match the 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 brand perception being represented online with the actual store um, um, representation of the brand and and making sure that they were meeting our local expectation and that's where I was I was doing way too many things and uh, I was burning myself out without uh, I, I didn't know it at the time that I was burning myself out um, now bringing in some new operators and some new you know great great hires in in, uh, in focus areas it's been tr- it's been really really good it's uh that you know they're able to manage what's on their plate i'm able to swim in my own lane and focus on the areas that really do matter for the brand and and, and the and the business as a whole so um yeah no it's great to hear that because i believe um like the reason why i also, I also created this platform was to you know hear stories and have people share their journeys and it's a way to really like open up, right? But also celebrate the wins as well as open up about their lows. So like, I think there there needs to be a balance of doing both. So the fact that you are able to recognize that, you know what, right now I'm actually having such a good time. Like it's a, it's a highlight that should be, again, celebrated as well. So I yeah. love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, it is good. Sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just going to to just piggyback by what you were saying, you know, in terms of being in such a good place right now and how would you define success and also what does happiness look like to you? Because I feel like those are two um, terms that a lot of people, especially Americans, strive for, right? But those definitions are all different from an individual basis. And it's it's it will be interesting to hear from you because you're not American, I mean, but you are living here now, like what, yeah, what do you, how do you perceive those terminologies, success and happiness? Success and happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, 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 I'm a, <laughs> I'm someone that really enjoys having um, a good level of security in my life. And that security is provided by the people um, that are, that are, that I, you know, are in my ecosystem, I guess. Um, and, and that, that is success in my eyes. And that's happiness in my eyes is where I'm feeling like, um, you know, I'm not going to fail. And, um, there's a level of security in, um, in having the right people around you to say like, Hey, you know, you can be challenged. There's nothing wrong with being challenged and, and stressing yourself, stretching yourself and, and, uh, and, and, you know, continually improving but i think that the level of like um you know uh i think that the level of comfort that the security with the people that you have around you and creating a good base camp allows for you to actually do more stretch projects without that fear of failure um that's that to me is is happiness happiness is like you know uh, my life is completely different now to what it was um pre-pandemic that's by choice but also by um the nature of of the world i think that new york you get caught up in a lot of the there's so much going on you can't really ever properly 
sleep in, especially from an Australian coming into a new city like New York, where it's just so different um, from ba being back home. It's the same, same, but different. It's it, <laughs> Australia is this is similar in so many ways, but um, the way that I was ex explaining it uh, in the past is that, you know, it feels like um, you're, uh, Australia, you'll have like a, a New York moment and then mm -hmm. every other t moment of of the day or the week is very much Australian, very relaxed, very mm -hmm. laid back, still like plenty going on, a very health focused, very community orientated, but um, you can still have those New York moments. Uh, New York is very much in New York, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But do you still days. feel like that now? I Even don't feel like that now. Okay. And that's the difference say, where yeah. it's, it's like mm -hmm. the pandemic has kind of like forced us to do more home time, more. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I was never really a big TV watcher, but um, I find myself, you know, able to stay at home and, um, you know, I can watch a movie quite easily just um, from, the, you know, on, on Netflix or HBO Max, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. but, but in the past, I think that I was, at every different restaurant and I'm seeing every different mate that comes into town and, you know, entertaining at work and catching up with my then girlfriend and fiance and then wife. And, and I think that like, you know, that whole New York scene is, is, will definitely come back, no doubt about it. But uh, for the moment, it does feel like for the last year, it's been a bit more Australian and, mm -hmm. uh, and that's been very comforting as well. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who, you know, I'm a native, so I was born and raised here. Uh, yeah. In the beginning, it was definitely weird, for sure. I was like, wow, it honestly feels like a ghost town. And that is never the case, only except for holidays, like um, on Thanksgiving and Christmas, because my family, you know, lives here. I don't mm -hmm. leave. So that's like the only time that was very similar in terms of the quietness. But it was definitely weird, but I'm also learning to embrace it, knowing that this isn't forever. And it's actually, you know, once you change your mindset, like there is this beauty in like slow living and being so present. So I'm personally enjoying it, even though I know a lot of people, you know, have fled the city due to its quote unquote lack of activity and hustle. But I'm OK with that for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do miss it. Completely, New York's still New York yeah, at the end sure. of the day, but it does. It is certainly a husk of itself at the moment, mm -hmm. and I, you know, it's a little bit of the, that disconnection, and uh, you know, bringing everyone back to a little bit more of a Zen moment is is a good thing. I, you know, as an as a native, I, I think that you probably, you know, what's what would be your best destination to go away for a, on a holiday. Uh, is it a beach? Is it a mountain? Or is it like another city? That's a good to... question. I mean, I, I don't even know if I'm the right person to ask just because I love traveling and my sense of travel. I mean, if it's like to, to unplug, maybe somewhere tropical, but I am also really drawn to, you know, other cities. Actually, you know, what's funny. So <laughs> kind of going off topic, but mm. before I die, I want to <laughs> visit the seven continents. And mm. I was going to do Australia 20 last year, actually. Um, so that didn't happen. But um, like, I would love to go to like Melbourne. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a place that I 
that totally would fit my type of vibe. Like it's not New York, but it's it's still a a for like a foreign place, but some similarity. Yeah. I mean, you guys speak English, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, whenever New York does get overwhelming for me, that is when I do you know pick up and leave. Um, in terms of where, I kind of just go with the flow. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't really answer your question, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. I think that like where I I was feeling like being in new york my desk to get i was always looking to seek uh, a place a little bit more quiet mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. where it was it was uh either in the mountain skiing or it was you know going back to australia or on the beach um you know uh, or you know my, our honeymoon was in italy uh but it, mm-hmm. it was it was all on the coast um it was just I know that that's a honeymoon, so it's supposed to be relaxing, right? But mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't really matter. It kind of like fits with what what where my head continually gets drawn. In Australia, my head was drawn to America or to mm. London or to Paris or to mm-hmm. or to through Asia and and Asia in general is you know you know whether it's Thailand or you know Indonesia, or, um, Hong Kong. Um, Singapore, like the uh, Tokyo, they're all big, um, big hubs. Um, where you know Australia, I think that it, it's it's a little bit laid back that I was seeking the busier life. Where now I'm in New York, I'm like, I, I just want to go to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I miss know, the days don't... of what. Yeah. No, I was gonna say we don't have nice beaches here, so <laughs> sorry no, for and, that. And, yeah, the and Jersey beaches are not 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 no. nearly as nice either. So. But you know, speaking of New York City, if you can thank the city for something, what would that be? I thank the city for its, uh, it does have a really good community. Like yeah. the community that I've created in New York is is genuinely like unbelievable. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a city that continually tries to connect people. Um, mm. And that is very unique. It's different to Australia. Australia is is a, is a hot silo a little bit like I don't want to introduce you to, to my friends that's a separate conversation you know where here is is it was very much a, like I walked off a plane into into the city and it was very embracing and it was very connecting me um you know I I do have a, a very un, you know wide variety of, of friends and and uh and it's been terrific it's been really really great to uh to to connect with different backgrounds and personalities and and you know different entrepreneurs and um i you know i do find that i thank the city for um just being able to create a hub that's so uh, multicultural and open and 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 willing to connect other people Um, yeah i mean that's how we connect this so that's what i'm grateful for as well yeah completely (laughs) yeah and this podcast is called the city confession so i'm not sure if you saw this coming but as we are winding down i always ask my guests to share a city confession and it's a good way like you mentioned to really connect all of us we're living in new york city um we clearly have different backgrounds and different stories but i do think that some of the confessions slash you know vulnerabilities and and 
quote unquote secrets um, are what binds us. So with that being said, if you can share a confession, whatever you're comfortable with, it can be something silly, something deep, something surface level, like whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but Andy, what is your city confession? Oh, my city confession. Okay. Okay. So I am, you've, you've, you've caught me on the hop, but this is actually something that is related to work, but it's also uh, maybe funny or surprising. So we, we have like, we, we train everybody on coffee, espresso coffee in particular. Um, You have to know the, you know, the, the basics of grinding and weight and water pressure and servicing the machine and, and making sure that there's enough extraction time and the weight, you know, on the, uh, on the extraction. And then the, the, you know, knowing how to foam milk um, and, uh, and the, the, the process of pouring and, and, and just the, there is an incredible amount of knowledge that, that we train every single person within the business um and uh for five like going on five years i've never been accredited as a barista however i have moonlight light light or moonlighted uh, as a barista many of times (laughs) in stores whether it's in montauk uh where we were short of people or i just needed to get this store open um or you know uh, other areas so i have to confess i've never been officially accredited within my own business um to make coffee uh but yet i uh i do uh, i do make coffees from time to time for locals i haven't i have to i have to admit I haven't uh, I haven't poured a flat white uh, for a local in over a year, um, so it's uh, but yeah, still to the day I'm not I'm not allowed to touch my own equipment. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I mean, thanks for sharing that. I I mean, I don't find that shocking. Maybe other people in your circle might, but I'm like, yeah. Like, Oh I yeah, see that. it's it's contentious <laughs> within the business. The, right, the, co- I'm, I'm the coffee sure. heads, they love to rib me on it. So uh, <laughs> it's gentle banter. So yeah, yeah for sure. Very good. But I just want to take a moment right now to thank you for uh, saying yes to being on my podcast. I always think that when two people say yes, it's like something magical can happen, and the fact that you you know, penciled me into your schedule. I do really appreciate that. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this found value from it. Um, so yeah, I just want to set a moment of gratitude for you being a guest on my podcast. No worries. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's great to connect and, uh, and uh, you know, meet another local of Bluestone. Yes, of course. Which is and genuine. Then- Yes, I actually love Bluestone so much. (laughs) And then one more thing before we actually wrap up. um, This is your chance to plug away. I know I will leave all of um, your information, of course, and Bluestone website and the locations and all of that in the show notes. So be sure for everybody listening to look at that. But do you have any secret projects, any secret items on the menu um, we can be on the lookout for this summer like what can you reveal um, for from Bluestone in the next year or in 2021 
Yeah. Well, the menu does get changed. So I think that that is, uh, you know, updated. So that's probably nothing too crazy, but there's, there's new items coming um, across the board. Um, but there is, we are working on a pretty significant um, drink innovation that will launch for summer in the, uh, in the cold, you know, iced um, section. Um, so we're pretty pumped up a, a, about that. Um, we can't, I can't mention it at, at the moment just because we're, we're with uh, chats with uh, another brand um, and we've got a uh, non-disclosure agreement at the moment. But um, yeah, very significant, uh, puts us on a new pedigree where uh, we're, we're pretty pumped up about it and it's in the cold space, cold brew. But if any listeners are wanting to, that haven't heard about Bluestone Lane and uh, want to want to check it out, um, we've got an app and you can download that and you get a free coffee on, on doing that. And then, um, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing you as a local in one of the cafes or coffee shops. Amazing. That's like the perfect way to end this. So thank you so much for being on. And for all the listeners, be sure to, again, click the show notes to visit your local Bluestone Lane. And with that being said, um, I hope you guys have a good day and stay tuned for next week's episode. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye.